Hey, welcome back to E-Crime Bites, Season 2, Episode 14. This is Officer Timothy Horwath is sentenced for child pornography. We last left you on the investigation. So they found a laptop in a California Highway Patrol bag in Officer Horwath's garage. And when they analyzed it, it had a bunch of child porn on it. And we're talking young, like four, five, six, seven years old. They also found a phone. It had communication with young girls, one of which was verifiably under 18 and had a bunch of child porn on this phone too. And that was on him when they searched him. So at this point, I left you with his arrest. So they arrested him. And I told you that we're coming back to act two, which is this act, and it's entitled The Balls. And you will find out why, because you would hope that in this situation, Officer Horwath would stop what he was doing and say, holy shit, that was horrible. I should never do this again, but he doesn't. He does something completely different. And I'm gonna tell you what it is in here in a second. So after the arrest, he's released. This is very common. I mean, common in just the criminal world where someone will have a bond that they pay and they're able to get out with some conditions prior to trial. So his conditions for this release in December 11th of 2019 were $100,000 bond from his father. Plus he pro had to promise to not view or possess child pornography. Now, that had to be a fucking stretch for him. I imagine he must not access the internet and he must supply proof of disconnection or termination of his internet service to his pretrial services officer. So he has to show some type of proof of, hey, Comcast said I disconnected my cable modem or Verizon Files said I disconnected my router or whatever type of paperwork that they'll give you for that. They also say you must not possess a computer or any device capable of accessing the internet in your residence or anywhere else unless it's approved by the officer. So what I imagine is this officer is not going to say, yeah, yeah, it's all right, Timothy, you can have a phone because of what he was caught doing. They also go on all electronic devices in the home in which he lives has to be password protected and kept in a locked room, which he doesn't have access to that lock installed on it within one week of this release. So, all said and done, within a week of him stepping out of jail, all this stuff should be implemented that I just read to you. They also said, you must not loiter or be found within 100 feet of any schoolyard, park, playground, arcade, movie theater, or any place primarily used by children under the age of 18. You must not associate or have verbal, written, telephonic, electronic communication with any person who is under the age of 18, except in presence of an adult who is the parent or legal guardian of that minor. These things seem like basic adult requirements that they had to put in as conditions of his release. They go on and say, you must not be employed or participate in any volunteer activities which brings you into contact with kids. You must not have contact with your own minor children without the approval of pretrial services. And you must not have any contact with any victim or any other witnesses in this case. It sounds like a lengthy list, but a lot of it sounds to me like common sense, especially if you were just accused of having child pornography. So with this list, do you think Timothy Horwath behaves? Of course not, because I'm putting something on the screen for you right now, which is his Snapchat profile. Now I put his mugshot 
there sort of off to the left-hand side there to compare for you. His Snapchat profile looks a little younger, slimmer, and more agile than his real picture, I would say. And this is December of 22. So he is very much going against all these conditions that he agreed to to be released after he was arrested. I still can't get over that picture. And his username was Ho221096. And I imagine Ho was the beginning of his last name, Horath. That's my guess. So, yeah. So investigators find that. And, you know, they do a little digging and they find out that, you know, there was a phone number associated with this Snapchat account, this Ho221096 account. There's this phone number that ends in... 5850. When they did a little investigation on that, that belonged to Timothy Horwath. Records also reviewed, revealed that the device that logged into Snapchat was an Apple iPhone. Uh, it's 14 comma six, which is just kind of a techie way of saying the version number. Don't worry too much about the version number. It was an Apple iPhone that connected. So a device he shouldn't be using. They said the IP address, which is the numerical computer address, sort of like a, an address on your house that logged into the Snapchat account for Ho 221096. It belonged to a Comcast internet subscriber, Timothy Horwath. So he still has a subscription to Comcast, an internet service, which also is against everything that I read to you in his conditions of release. And it's at his residence on Data Drive in Ranchero, Cordova. Data Drive for a pedophile. Jesus, I didn't... Listen, I didn't look for that. That just made its way into the story. That doesn't happen very often. Okay. Now, when they looked at the records further, Comcast says, oh, yeah, he's been a... He's been a subscriber for since September 24th, 2021. Now, I just told you his Snapchat account was December of 22. So he's been a subscriber for a fucking long time. This didn't just pop up overnight either. Now I got a copy of the data that Snapchat gave back when they basically get, there's a whole court order process where they say, Hey, we want to know who's behind this IP address or this, this account. And Snapchat gives them the evidence back. And this is what you're seeing on the screen. This is what Snapchat gave back to the police officers. And I just thought you might find it interesting. This is verbatim the type of information that law enforcement will get back when they ask these questions that I'm answering for you in uh, the episodes we bring you. And you can see there, he lives on Data Drive. I did not make that up. Okay, so law enforcement starts to do a little surveillance. They know where he lives. They know he's doing all this. He's probably doing all this shit. They're going to catch him in the act. So in December of 22, they did a little surveillance around him and they find a de mobile device charging cable which appeared to be an Apple iPhone charging cable, like the iPhone I just told you about, plugged into his Toyota vehicle, which was parked near his residence on Data Drive. You would think if he knew he shouldn't have electronic de devices, he would at least hide the cable, but he didn't. He he didn't hide the cable. He bought Comcast in his own name, and it, yeah. That's why this is called The Balls, okay? So about a month later, on January 7th, 2023, surveillance team saw that the defendant was using a smartphone that appeared to be a iPhone while he was at Walmart. And he appeared to be delivering items 
from a Walmart store. Um, I don't know if he worked for Walmart or he worked for like a service that picks things up and delivers them. Like, I don't know. Uh, Grubhub comes to the top of my mind when you need things where they go out and pick up actual non-food items for you. That That's what it sounded like here. But he had an iPhone on him, which is the important part of this case because he was not supposed to have any devices. So five days later on January 13th on 2023, surveillance also saw Horwath inside a Target store in the electronics section. So probably the one place in Target he should not be other than maybe the children's clothing section. He was discussing topics with a Target employee such as purchasing a SIM card, the price, prepaid phone, service cards, their costs, data limits, and so on all shit he should not be asking about while he's under pretrial release. Agent also heard him speaking with an Infinity representative, which is Comcast, which is they do internet, giving his account number, his credit card payment information, and requesting to activate a phone. Crazy, right? Also heard a Target employee speaking with Consumer, consumer Cellular, saying that the defendant, Horwath, had bought a phone with him and was attempting to set it up and transfer account data. All these things are things that he agreed he would not do, that he's definitely doing and he's in public doing it. And police officers have seen him do it through surveillance. So you knew it was going to catch up with him. February 22nd of 2023, they searched Horwath's place again and they found he was in possession of an iPhone SE in his right front pocket. So you can't say, oh, that made it into my house somehow. It was on him a consumer cellular clamshell flip phone model within his right front pocket. So another phone, two phones on him. Again, he's not even supposed to have one. They also found he was in possession of another iPhone unknown model with a SIM card in it in the bottom drawer of a nightstand. And if you're trying to picture these, hold on a second. I got pictures of all this stuff. He has an LG phone model located in the bottom drawer of the nightstand. Further, he has an iPad located in the top drawer of a nightstand. He has another consumer cellular clamshell flip phone located in the bottom drawer of the nightstand. He has a T-Mobile T9 cellular wireless hotspot. Again, another device where you can get on the internet he's not supposed to have. And that was located in the nightstand. And this Alcatel consumer cellular clamshell flip phone was located inside the product box inside his bedroom. Oh God. Okay, so if you stop there and you're like, holy shit, that is just a ton of bad stuff. This is what made my skin crawl. They found a 2014-2015 Shasta High School ID card of somebody who was under the age of 18 in his residence. When they went and did their investigation and said, hey, do you know this guy that has your ID card? The victim was like, uh, no, I don't. I don't know why he would have it. And he's not a relative of mine. He's not a friend of mine. Like, I don't know who the hell this guy is. And I don't recognize his name or anything. Horrible, horrible situation or piece of evidence, in my opinion. The last piece of info here, also in his residence. You're like, hey, he could get on the internet with his hotspot. Well, he could also get on the internet via his Comcast Communications internet modem Wi-Fi router that was very well hidden behind a couch with a blanket over it. That was his hiding, was throwing a blanket over it. I got a picture of it here in a second. And it was on, and he can access it and all that kind of stuff. So he can't just say uh, it was accidentally there, but it wasn't turned on. So let me show you some pictures. Here's one of the phones, and um, it didn't specify which phone this is. This looks like an iPhone, if I 
I had to guess just from its home screen. This is another phone that was in his um, dresser or desk drawer. And now we have a phone, or no, this is an iPad. And then we have, I think this is like the iPad packaging. And then we have another phone. This is the LG. You can see that right on the uh, screen there. And I sorry, sorry, audio listeners. I know you can't. There's no. These are phones. I don't know how I can explain phones to you. <laughs> They're just standard phones. Um, this is a mobile hotspot. Again, it's not anything I can really explain to the audio listeners. It's just a square device that you can use to get on the internet. And then one of the last sets of pictures here. This is the cable modem that was behind his couch with a blanket thrown over it. And audio listeners, it's just as I described. It's just looks like a blanket on the floor and it's very fucking obvious there's something under it because there's 800 wires coming out of it going into the wall and the plug and all that kind of stuff. But there's a blanket over it. So just so it just, just, you know, just so you don't think it's a, a Wi-Fi that it actually was. And they show when you take the blankets off, it is actually this cable modem and it's a very standard cable modem that you've probably seen in your own home. And then they showed mail that was on his desk. And this one I had to kind of rotate and blow up for you because this sticky note on here is the important part. It's not actually the letters, it's the sticky note. And I'm gonna read it for you. It says, put SD card in media, or I'm sorry, in machine. It will prompt you, do you want to erase card? Say yes. And that is handwritten on a sticky note. Put SD card in me in machine. It will prompt you, do you want to erase card? Say yes. Sure sounds like he's trying to erase evidence to me, but yeah, I'll leave that to the lawyers to argue. Okay, and this is his last um, bit of mail that they showed you, which is he has receipts for all this shit that he bought. He bought it. It's in his name. Here's an Apple receipt. He's got this iCloud storage account. It's all in his name. He can't say this wasn't him. So with that, we are at the end of Act 2, The Balls. And I hope you agree with me. Yes, the balls. Why would he do all this stuff after he was allowed out of prison for child pornography? I cannot explain. I don't know. But if there was anything you liked in this act, please like, subscribe, thumbs up, follow, whatever it is on your application that you're watching or listening to us on. If you haven't gone to our website, please do. It's ecrimebytes.com. Bytes spelled the computer way. Y is in yellow milk. And with that, please do come back tomorrow. I'm going to get right into Act 3, The Punishment, and I will tell you what, what happened to Timothy after he did all this stuff that I just presented to you. So we'll see you then. Thanks. Thanks.